entering into life through the narrow gate. This is part one. And I know it's kind of a long uh, title, and sometimes I, I do give some long titles. But this one, entering into life through the narrow gate. Now, we're going to get into that from the scripture in Matthew chapter 7, but we're going to start, first of all, with Matthew chapter 19, and uh, beginning in verse 16. And I'm going to read through verse 22. And as I do, I'll be making some comments. Uh, now, someone came up to him, it says, and him being Jesus, and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to gain eternal life? Now, I'm reading from the NET uh, Bible. Other translations say, What good thing must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus answered him and said, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Well, uh, so if you want to have eternal life, keep the commandments? Well, the young, uh, this is the young rich ruler asked Jesus, which ones? He asked. Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, before I keep on reading, this is a, 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 a in the ears especially of, of Christian people, this is an odd thing uh, for Jesus to say, if you want to have eternal life, then you need to keep the commandments. And because there's different kinds of commandments, the young man asked the Lord, which ones? And then Jesus begins to enumerate the moral commandments of God. Some of them, you know, he doesn't even get into all of them. He, he enumerates uh, uh, a portion of God's moral guidelines. And he says, do not murder, do not commit adultery. Do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, a lot of times Christians think that the only commandment that the church has been given is to love your neighbor as yourself or to love one another. But Jesus said more than that. Now, I want you to get this. This is the word of Jesus. And he said, do you want to have eternal life? Well, he said in verse 17, look at it, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And then he begins to, to, to enumerate them. But now watch this. The young man said to him, now after Jesus said this, he, he gave him the commandments, what was necessary for him to enter into eternal life, and the young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? He knew he lacked something. He lacked something. There was something missing. Wow. Now, this is important, folks. <laughs> Jesus said to him, Do you want to be complete? Wow. If you want to be complete or perfect, 
uh, some translation translated perfect, but literally it's complete or whole. You want to be whole? Go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Now watch this. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he was very rich. Hmm. Now, uh, <clears throat> you'll hear people that will tell you now, uh, if you want to have eternal life, you have to keep the commandments. Well, Jesus did say that, but that is not all he said. He goes on to say, you want to be complete? Because the man still knew he lacked something. There was something, not just from God's commandments, but there was something he was missing. And right now, you see that what the man was missing, Jesus said, go sell your possessions, give the money to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Now that sounds like get rid of everything. But really Jesus wasn't saying that. What Jesus was, was that the man knew he lacked something. He lacked something from the commandments of God. First of all, what was it he lacked? Well, there was an area in which this man was operating in that was displeasing to God. What was it? Well, it was the area of covetousness. It was the area of not that he had possessions or that he was very rich, but it was the area of the possessions possessing the man. He had something that was standing between him and the Lord, and it was his money, his property. That's why he went away very sorrowful. The other accounts... Uh, like in the book of Luke, it'll tell you that, he's, that he had a lot of property. He had a lot of possessions. He was very rich, and that controlled him. Now, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of this, at least not now. I may get into it later. But you can, you can uh, uh, go and compare this story with the story of another man named Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19, verses 2 through 10. Now, that was a rich man that did it right. His money didn't control him. And when Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, he turned around and he said, Lord, I give away a quarter of everything that I have, he said. And not only that, Lord, if I've done anything to anybody, I repay him back. Uh, <clears throat> now, uh, th that may be a little bit loose in my translation <laughs> or in the story, but you can go back and read it. Because money is not the root of all evils. It's the love of money. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. It's when people live over in the covetousness of me, mine, and my four, and no more, and they have no thought of ever blessing or helping others. Now, that's the root of all evils. And, uh, and again, there's, there's a lot that I could get into in that, but I'm not, that, that's not even my subject today. But I did want to clarify this, that it's not that... that the man was, was uh, messed up and he lacked because he had something or he had riches or he had properties. No, his problem is that his riches and his properties controlled him and he wasn't uh, willing to obey the Lord to whatever extent he required. Now, did you get that? That was his problem. And Jesus then said, now come follow me. Now, <clears throat> so... What did this man lack? He lacked, not, not that he wasn't keeping the commandments that Jesus mentioned, the moral commandments, he lacked 
putting God first place in his life instead of his possessions. But also he lacked following Jesus. Now there's a lot of scriptures that uh, um, we could talk about, that talk about this. Let me give you a couple of scriptures from the book of Revelation. And, and notice how it basically, it's, it's kind of a shortened form of what we just read in Matthew chapter 19. The book of Revelation, chapter 14 and verse 12. Now watch this. This requires the steadfast endurance of the saints. Now who are these saints? What is the steadfast endurance of the saints? Now watch what it says. Those who obey God's commandments. But that's not all. And hold to their faith in Jesus. Let me give you another example. Now, did you notice it's two sides to here? Obey the commandments and hold fast to your faith in Jesus. Those two things sound very similar to if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments and then come follow me. And of course, he still had the issue with the covetousness that he had to deal with, but, and, and he had to correct, but Jesus said, keep the commandments, come follow me. <clears throat> that word, th these two words, come follow me, are talking about dedicating your life to him, about serving him, about obeying him, about being his disciple. And this is what Revelation 14, 12 tells us. Those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. Now, these are the saints. Now, let me give you another scripture. Right there in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 17. It talks about, uh, uh, well, you've you got to go back and read the chapter. I'm not going to read all of this. But it talks about the children of God. And it says that they are those the second part, Revelation 12, 17, who keep God's commandments and hold to the testimony about Jesus. Now, there it is again. It's keeping the commandments of God and holding to the testimony about Jesus. Now, why am I bringing this out? Well, inheriting eternal life seems to be two-sided. But really, it's only one-sided when you understand it correctly. Uh, because, uh, here, here, now here's the scripture that I wanted to get to. Matthew chapter 7. Now go to your Bibles. Go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. And, and it says, Enter through the narrow gate. Now I'm going to read verse 13 and 14. Now that's the first thing he says. Enter in. It's the same word in Greek that Jesus said when he said, If you want to enter in the life, keep the commandments. Enter. Same Greek word. Enter through the narrow gate because the gate is wide and the way is spacious or broad, some translations say, that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. But the gate is narrow and the way is difficult that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now this word life, again, it's the same word life in the commentary of Jesus or in the, comment, uh, you know, the word of Jesus when he said, if you want to enter, 
into life. Keep the commandments. And then he goes on to say, and then come follow me. <laughs> now watch this. Uh, there's a narrow gate, and then there's a broad gate, <laughs> or a broad way, I should say. Uh, the narrow gate is, it says here, the way is difficult and it leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, compared to all those that have gone the, uh, the wide or spacious way that leads to destruction, that is true. And, there are, and Jesus said there's many that enter through that. Well, it's a wide way. It's a wide uh, uh, entrance. And, uh, but the way that enters into life is narrow. And that's why Jesus said, you want to enter into life, then keep the commandments, and then follow me. Those two things. Now, it's not like Oprah Winfrey is saying, you know, <laughs> that there are many ways to God. That's a lie. It's, it's a narrow way. It's not a wide way. And that's why Jesus said, now here, here's, here's the scripture. Jesus said, John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say I'm one of the ways. He didn't say uh, there's many ways to God. No, that's a lie. <laughs> not if you believe Jesus, not, not if you call yourself a Christian. A Christian means that you follow the way of Christ. Well, this is the way of Christ. <laughs> he said, I am the way. <laughs> Amen. And then he said, and the truth and the life. Now, this word life, again, is this word that's life in Matthew chapter 7 and also in Matthew chapter 19. Now, <clears throat> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Uh, so, the second part, or the second uh, uh, part of this equation of entering life is simple. Now, this is the way it works. Once you come to God and begin to follow Jesus, amen, you commit your life to Jesus, then you become responsible and accountable before God for how you live your life in this world. Now, this is why Jesus said the following words. Now, listen to it. And we're going to come back and look at this in some more depth because there's some things in here uh, that, that I know. I know this is, this is really different, but I'm just quoting Jesus. I haven't even hardly said anything but quote the Bible. Amen. My comments have been kept, kept to a minimum. Now, what did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 14, verse 21. The person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one that loves me. Now, don't tell me that you love the Lord and you don't obey his commandments. Don't tell me that you're a follower of Jesus or a Christian and don't obey the commandments. Now, this is what he's saying. The one, Now, what commandments? Well... <laughs> <laughs> now listen, folks, this is what this rich man asked the Lord. When the Lord said, now you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he asked him, which ones? And Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false, uh, false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now that was representative of God's moral commandments. That's like the crux of God's moral commandments. The one he didn't mention is the one he goes on to talk about, which had to do with, you will not covet. Amen. <laughs> he lacked that. That rich young ruler lacked that. 
Well, now Jesus comes over here, and now it's the same chapter that he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's the same chapter. He goes on in, in chapter 14, verse 21, 23, and 24. Listen, the person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. Jesus replied. Now, this is verse uh, 23. If anyone loves me, he will obey my word. Oh, that's very important. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and take up residence with him. Now, again, don't tell me that, that God or Jesus is in your heart, and yet you obey his, disobey his word or his commandments. Only those that obey are the ones that have uh, God residing in them. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus said that. I'm just quoting him. He goes on to say, the person who does not love me does not obey my words. And the word you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Now, I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk some more about this, because this is so very important. Again, how do we enter into eternal life? Through the narrow way? We do it by knowing Jesus, coming to the cross, coming to the Master, accepting Him and following Him, and then keeping the commandments according to what He said. Amen. Those two things are part of one coin, and you can't separate them, and that's why the Scripture said, and I'm going to repeat it again, Revelation 14, 12, who are the saints? Those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. In Revelation 12, 17 again, those who keep God's commandments and hold to the testimony about Jesus. Amen. We're going to come back with some more teaching from God's Word.